Hi. Welcome to episode 17 of the I Want to Party with Bob podcast, where on this fine edition of the podcast, we're going to be talking about Two Guns, Arizona, a true ghost town, uh, truly cursed, haunted, fucked up. Yes, all of the above. How'd you like that uh, intro song? You know, here here at the I Want to Party with Bob podcast, it is uh, Bobtober. Bobtober. Everybody puts their little spin on October. You know, if it's a band playing a show, hey, you know, it's Rocktober. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, Bootober. I don't know. Everybody puts a spin on it. Well, here at the I Want to Party with Bob podcast, it's all Bob all the time. So welcome to Bobtober. The entire month. I'm looking forward to this, too, quite a bit, by the way. Um, the entire month will be covering things on the spookier, creepier side, I suppose. And tonight definitely fits the bill with two guns. So let me get a couple things out of the way first. Uh, from the last podcast, I had some feedback from some people that I truly care about and I really care about their opinions. And I think there was the impression that I was still angry about Puckett going with us to Japan. And I just want to clear that up real quick. Absolutely no hard feelings, bad feelings, really, truly wasn't too many bad feelings in the first place. Uh, but, you know, it's good entertainment to uh, throw some drama in every once in a while. And so no, it was actually an interesting situation. But no, I'm, I have no ill will towards Scott Puckett whatsoever. Uh, oh, welcome aboard. Thank you. And um, that being said, okay. Again, not no hard feelings towards Puckett, no ill will from me whatsoever. I do love the dude. He's a great guy. So getting that out of the way. Um, the other thing is there was a point in the last podcast where I said, was talking about Hiroshima and said, you know, if you don't agree with me, you know, go somewhere else or whatever. I just want to be clear, uh, unless if you're an actual like racist or Nazi or fascist or whatever, fine. I mean, if we disagree about certain things, it doesn't bother me. You know, I don't want to chase anybody away. Like I said, unless if they are an actual legitimate total piece of shit like Nazi or racist or something like that. So now that I got those things out of the way, tonight is brought to you by um, Howling Gourds Pumpkin Ale. Made by the fine people at Joseph Brow Brewing Company of San Jose, California. And I do still know the way to San Jose, by the way. Uh, it is a Trader Joe's beer. It goes for about six ninety nine a six pack, and it dude, it's gnarly. It's seven percent alcohol, so I can only have like one or two before it like punches me in the face. You know, like oh god, you just that was a harsh jack, a pumpkin thing. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's delicious. So check it out. You know, I'm not. I just let's give a, another disclaimer here while we're at it. I am in no way, shape, or form endorsed, sponsored by, or uh, given anything for free by Trader Joe's Incorporated or Joe himself or Mr. Joseph Brow. I just like their shit because it's cheap and it's pretty good. So there we go. Um, I am also sick as a dog. So I, I'm sure it comes through in my voice, but like my wife and manager said to me, my um, you know business manager said, uh, it'll make your voice that much deeper and spookier for the podcast. So here we go. I should just do it in a voice like this all the time. So here, Two Guns Arizona. Nah, I'm not going to do that. My voice is rough enough as it is. So, oh, hey, guess what? Guess what band we have tonight on the podcast? Today, whenever you're going to listen to it, it'll be that time will be applicable to you, I guess. 
the band that I'm going to play at the end of the podcast tonight is a band called Robot Repair. They're from Tempe, Arizona. Now, I picked a band from Arizona because, duh, I'm talking about a place in Arizona, and I kind of like it to be somewhat applicable. Are they spooky? No, no. But they do kind of have this theme about robots kind of taking over the earth or something. That's a little spooky. It's a little creepy, I think. I like it. It's good. So uh, they're from Tempe, Arizona. Did I already say that? I don't know. Here, let's go ask Mr. Uh, Helen Gords over here. What do you think? He said it doesn't matter if I already said they're from Tempe or not. So there. Uh, They started playing music around 2011, 2012. Uh, The current lineup is Matt, Yami, Harry, and Brad. Now, the band originally started with just Matt and Yami. Uh, Matt sings and plays guitar, and Yami plays drums. Yami's like one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet in your life. He's a like a giant dude that like makes his drum set look like a kid's toy drum set kind of thing. But he's a rad drummer. So and a super, super nice dude. Um Harry also is from LA and moved to Arizona. I can't I don't know, not you know, maybe a couple years ago or something like that. And he started playing for him. So it's really cool. Harry's a super also a super, super nice dude. Um I met him I've met him, you know, here and there through the years, but he worked at the Redwood, like where he didn't work there, he booked shows. Maybe he did work there. Fuck, I don't know. He would book shows at the Redwood and in, in downtown L.A. And that was one of the times I met him. So Harry's a hell of a guy. I'm glad he's playing with these dudes. They're a good band. The name of the song I'm going to play is called Worthless, and that's off of their record LP type record, Never Trust a Human. Uh, believe that came out in 2012. So. They've got some other stuff. Um, I'll put a Bandcamp link up on the site at the end of the whole podcast. Um, and now, let me just mention real quick. You know, there's always some kind of little bit of a history. <coughs> excuse me, with uh, Tilt Wheel, normally or me and the bands that I play on the show, on the show, on the podcast show. Oh, how's your podcast show going? Oh, oh, great, Grandma. Um, the uh, yeah, what the fuck? Was okay, yeah. Anyways, um, I, <laughs> I think one of the first times I met Yami and Matt, and I didn't really, I, it was just like an introduction or whatever, uh, Tillwheel was playing with um, the arrivals of Chicago, Illinois, a fabulous band in their own right, at a place called the Mission Tobacco Lounge in downtown Riverside, California. We also played with Turkish Techno. And they suck balls. They're terrible, terrible band. I'm just kidding. They're actually really awesome and super, super nice dudes too. Um, I don't even know if they listen to it. If they do, I should just say, hey, Andy, yeah, your band sucks, bro. I'm just kidding. They're they're actually like a great band too. Um, but Matt and Yami, it was just a two-piece. I think it was Matt playing guitar and singing and Yami playing drums. And they drove out. They It was like a Tuesday night or Monday or a Tuesday night. I think it was a Monday night. And they drove out from... Um, you know, Tempe, Phoenix, Arizona area to Riverside, California, which is about a six hour drive ish, something like that. And they uh, they played, I think they played first or second or something like that played. And then they had to be at work the next day. So they hung out. I think they were there for the whole show until like one in the morning. So they hauled ass all the way back to, you know, Phoenix area uh, to get to work on time the next day. So bravo. I mean, dude, that kind of dedication to your craft, you know, that's admirable. I mean, to me, that like, 
I remember briefly talking to Yami about that or hearing overhearing him telling somebody that. And I was like, oh my God, like you're not I feel bad enough. I had to work the next day too, but we were only an hour away from home where we were at at the time. So yeah. So good on them. Um it's a rad song. Listen for it at the very end. So let's get to uh, you know, the subject at hand here. Two guns, Arizona. Now this is we visited two guns on a recent trip that we took a little vacation where we kind of went all through parts of Arizona and New Mexico and Colorado. And one of the goals of the trip was to visit a couple places that I wanted to talk about on the podcast. So talk about dedication to your craft. Shit. Yeah. I mean, we drove like, God, I don't know, like probably 1200 miles or something like that on this trip just to go to some places that, uh, you know, so I'd have some bullshit to talk about on the podcast here. So, um, Two Guns was something my wife brought to my attention. Again, my uh, location manager, uh, Willow McPherson, wonderful person. And I thank her from the bottom and depth of my heart for all her help with the podcast. She listens to it every time I just send her like a MP3 of it when we're done, when I'm done recording, when we are done. Again, the Royal Week comes out. Um, after I'm done recording, I send her an MP3 and she kind of proofs it and says like, okay, yeah, yeah, sounds good or whatever. Um uh, she brought two guns to my attention. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's stop there. So what we did, we went uh, to Oatman, which I already covered in one podcast, stayed in a place outside of Flagstaff, um, this big casino called Twin Arrows, which was super nice. Apparently it's my son's favorite hotel, which is weird. It's like a hotel and casino, but I don't know why he loved it so much. I think because they had like Netflix on the TV or something. I don't know. You know, six-year-old mind is like a hard thing to to figure out really the two guns was about uh, 15 20 minutes east of this hotel so i mean it altogether it's about 30 miles or half hour or so east of flagstaff right off of the 40 uh, i'm i am gonna kind of say where it is but i i honestly i would strongly advise not going there because this place is fucked up man like really i th- i honestly believe it's cursed and haunted i had no idea why i would think it was i don't know yeah there i have a lot of ideas of why i think it's haunted and i'll get into that after i talk about some of the history of the town um do you want exact directions on how to get there it's not a tourist spot there's no signs or nothing i mean it's a legit completely abandoned area except for some squatters that live there in an abandoned gas station that was right there. Um, it, it truly, truly is 100% abandoned, 100% a ghost town with a really, really gnarly history, which we're going to get to. But do you want to know how to get there? It's off exit 230 on the eastbound 40. Like I said, about 30 miles east of Flagstaff. Uh, it's Meteor City Road is the name of the exit. Uh, just a little bit uh, west of Winslow, Arizona. Remember that from that Depeche Mode song? Winslow, Arizona. Oh, that's not how he sings. Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but don't go there. I, I'm serious. Like, man, it, that, I'm still fucked up from going to that place. And I'm, I'm serious. Like, it's not a good place to go. Not at all. So the most notable feature to me about uh, Two Guns is something called the Apache Death Cave. Interesting name. Um, also notable is it's on the eastern edge of something called uh, Devil's Canyon, or, or actually I think it's called Canyon Diablo. It's uh, 
Yeah, Devil's Canyon is, like I said, Apache Death Cave, Devil's Canyon. I don't know. To, to me, that doesn't sound like a very nice place to visit. Well, I did. And, yeah, it was gnarly. Uh, so here's a little history of two guns. Uh, going way back in time here, they believe they found artifacts that date back to around 1050 to 1600 A.D. Pretty big spread there. It's interesting. You know, scientists, can I say something? You guys need to get your dating shit together because that gives the weird people that don't believe in global warming and all this shit, like the anti-science people, that gives them fodder, more fodder to believe that the Earth really is only 6,000 years old. So nail down a little bit more specific of a date, you know, and I researched this through several different outlets, several different sources, and they all kind of said the same thing. That's a big spread on the dating. So get your dating of artifacts down a little bit more, or when you throw a number out there, throw a more like straightforward number out. Say these get, get go halfway. These came from 1380. Okay. That way the guy that says, well, I don't believe in global warming. Well, 97% of scientists. Well, it's those 3% that have me worried. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's real quick diversion. Let's use a, that tactic in an example. Okay, 97% of people say that the water in this, like, say, stream or lake or pond is unsafe to drink. But 3% of people asked about this say that that water is safe to drink and fine, totally fine. Who the fuck are you going to believe? You're going to take the vast majority of people who say, look, no, no, this don't touch this shit. It's going to kill you. It's bad. Or the 3% of people go, ah, it's fine. You know, uh, my grandpappy drank of it you a hundred years ago. Uh, okay. I know who I'm going with. Side note. Okay. Moving on. Apache death cave. Yeah. Um, that's where the curse of two guns originates. And let's talk about the Apache death cave. So in uh, the fine year of 1878, well, not such a fine year, you'll come to find out, uh, some Apaches raided two Navajo camps kind of in the area um, along the Little Colorado River. And of those camps, they killed everyone in the camps except for three girls who they kidnapped. The uh, Navajo found out about it and they started trying to track these guys. So eventually they tracked him to a cave that happens to be at two guns. Hmm. They detected them by the warm air coming up out of the ground. Now this cave is literally like in just like a hole in the ground. Like it's pretty gnarly. I didn't go down into it. I'll post pictures of this for sure. But yeah, fucking gnarly vibe. Like, Oh no, no, no. I'm not walking down there. First of all, I thought I would die if I tried to walk down there because it's super precarious. Uh, like I said, this place is like totally abandoned, right? Um, the other reason is yeah, there's some weird shit going on down there. I think there truly is. So they, they, you know, detected uh, warmth coming up out of this hole in the ground and they go, Oh, okay. So some, uh, that was, um, some Navajo scouts saw that. So they went back to the main group of Navajo and said, Hey, we think we found them. So they, you know, basically rally the troops and went to this cave and they're all listening and they go, Oh shit, they can hear voices in there. So what they did, um, the Apache were all hiding in the cave with all the stuff that they stole from these Navajo encampments. And uh, their horses were also, it's a pretty big cave. It's a good-sized cave. 
Um, strangely enough, though, the three girls that they kidnapped were nowhere to be found. Hmm. The, the uh, Navajo did not know this yet, though, so bear with me here. So what the Navajo did was they sent, you know, said, hey, 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 you guys, hey, 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 we know you're in there. We know you're the you're the guys that raided our encampments, killed our people, took our stuff and kidnapped three of our girls. So what we'll do, listen, listen to me, listen, listen, what we'll do is we'll, you know, trade you back for those goods, get our goods back, give us the three girls back and you guys can go on your way. So the guy they were talking to, the Apache, um, when they asked about the three girls, kind of like, oh, well, you know what? What girls? What are you talking about? And they're like, oh, fuck. Okay. Well, all bets are off now. You guys are fucked. Because w- when they would kidnap people, if they were still alive, they would have essentially traded with them and said, okay, give us our stuff back. We'll give you some of this other stuff. And give us the girls back and cool. You guys can go on your way. Well, since they killed the girls, they're like, Oh, Oh really? Okay. Well, fuck you guys. Um, you're all going to die now. So what they did is they lit a fire at the entrance to the cave. They're trying to smoke them out essentially, right? They were totally blocked. There's no other exit from this cave. Only one way in one way out. That's it. So they lit a fire at the entrance to the cave. Um, there are 42 Apaches and their horses inside of this cave. And like I said, it's a fairly good-sized cave, but it's not that big. That's a lot of people that kind of stuffed into the small area. So they lit a fire. The Apaches tried to put it out. They killed all their horses and tried to use the blood of the horses to douse the fire and also the bodies of the horses to douse the fire. Well, you know, the the Navajo up above were like, oh, oh yeah, you think that's going to work? Build that fucking fire higher. Build it more. Higher. Go. Go. So they stoked the fire, kept it going. Some of the uh, Apache tried to run out. And when they did, the Navajo standing up on, you know, up above them would shoot them and kill them. So good for them because fuck those Apaches, dude. I don't know much about the history of, of, of relations between Navajo and Apaches, but I'm, I'm like very interested in it after, especially after hearing this story. So, so the uh yeah anybody trying to get out they would shoot uh all the dudes in the cave they all died they all uh, asphyxiate you know they asphyxiated it's smoke inhalation whatever um fire also has a tendency to remove the oxygen from an area when it's burning hot enough is that a correct scientific fact correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that's one of the things that happened so while these apaches were you know dying in this cave they were singing Apache death death chants as they died. The Navajo reported that after the fact. So all the dudes in the cave die. The next day they had to wait. This is like at night. The next day they had to wait until noon of the next day to go into the cave. And because the ground was too hot from the fire that they lit, if that says anything about how gnarly that fire was. Um, so, they go in, they found 42 dead Apaches and their hacked and burned charred carcasses of the horses at the entrance to the cave. Um, let's just say the Apaches didn't raid the Navajo in the area anymore after that, because that set a pretty bad example for what would happen to you, or a pretty big example, I guess I should say, as far as what will happen to you if you fuck with a Navajo anymore so i mean 
You know, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like, good, that's like justice in a way. Well, yeah, it is. It is. Except for ever since then, ever since this, this thing went down, the Native Americans in this whole area consider the area around two guns cursed. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I was right at that cave. And I didn't go down to, I mean, it's like a hole in the ground, basically like a cleft, you know, like, um, you could, you, I could have gotten down there and I had my six year old son with me and my wife was there too. But if it was just me and her, eh, maybe I would have gone down there. I was creeped the fuck out by it. Cause I knew what it was. And my wife was like, Oh look, there it is right there. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like this big wooden, um, like kind of walkway that they has had been there probably for like years and years. It was really sketchy. Uh, that was part of the reason, but also, dude, it was creepy. <coughs> Just, I mean, as creepy as can be. So let's talk about the curse of two guns in action. Now, it's when it really kicks into high gears when these white settlers move into the area and start doing a few things. Here, a couple little interesting side notes from the history of two guns. So, uh, supposedly, at one point, Billy the Kid and his gang hid out near two guns. Um, that was in 1879. And there's also supposed to be buried treasure in the area from some dudes who robbed a train around 1880. Uh, yeah, somewhere out there. So that there have been like legions of treasure hunters in the area. Now, maybe Joseph Smith, the Mormon guy, went out and hunted treasure. Do you know that's how? That's what him and his family did when they lived in New York. And what a great religion that is. Isn't that a fantastic belief system that they have? Um, it, no offense if you're a Mormon, but you might want to think about you know, your prophet or fearless leader dude was like hunting him and his family would like hunt for buried pirate treasure in upstate New York, way the fuck inland. Huh? I wonder how it got there. Oh, it's a, here's a lake. Maybe there's a pirate chest buried here. Joseph, grab a shovel. Oh, okay, Paul. Like, you know, the nearest ocean is like fucking a hundred miles away from where you guys were digging for treasure. So all I'm saying is on the way on their way west, maybe Joseph Smith stopped at Two Guns, and that explains a lot of shit, you know? Didn't he get killed by, like, in a jail cell by, uh, I don't know. That, you know what, I'm going to leave the weird cultish religions out of this one, because this story is fucking weird enough as it is. Uh, moving on a little bit forward in history here, a guy named Ed Randolph built a store right next to the Death Cave, the Apache Death Cave, as it shall be referred to from now on. They think somewhere around 1910 and 1920, uh, you know, that didn't last too long. It, it, I think it was kind of like a trading post then. I don't think Route 66 went through quite yet, but it was getting there. Um, in 1922, a couple by the name of Earl and Louise Cundiff bought 320 acres of land from this Ed Randolph guy, uh, and they set it all up. They made it a gnarly place. They set up a store. A restaurant and gas pump. So yeah, the Route 66 had to be there at that point. So the Cundiffs ran this uh, little kind of rest stop here area at Two Guns for a while. Along comes this guy named Harry Miller, um, who also went by the name of Chief Crazy Thunder. Um, that was his apparently professional like wrestling name. He claimed he was an Apache, but they don't think he was. I think maybe he was like a Yavapai or, or Hopi maybe. They don't, they don't really know. But he was... This dude was like a con man, right? And also kind of a piece of shit. And you'll, you'll get, we'll talk about that as we go on here. Um, he leased some land from the Cundiffs. He built a zoo uh, where he had 
mountain lions, Gila monsters, coral snakes, some birds, and a lynx. You know, lynx is like a cat. A uh, big, fairly big cat. Not as big as a mountain lion. Uh, he built a restaurant. And he opened an attraction that he called the Mystery Cave. Now, guess where the Mystery Cave was? Inside of the Apache Death Cave, yes. He went through the cave, found the skulls that were still there from the uh, Apaches who had you know, choked to death. Inside of the cave and sold them. He also sold other Native American trinkets. You know, he sold the skulls of these. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a cursed skull here. You want to take this home and your whole family will die. Oh, yeah. How much you want for it? Yeah. So that kind of shit. Um, yeah. People were fucking weird back then, weren't they? Like, how naive? I guess it's, yeah, it something to do with education level and all that. I, I, whatever, you know. But, um, I don't know if I went somewhere and some guy's like, Hey, check this out. You want to buy this skull? It's a genuine native American artifact. Uh, you want, you want a piece of this? I'm like, fuck no, I don't want that skull. My, I'm seeing the movie poltergeist. I know what happens. I don't want my kid getting sucked into some goddamn TV or some tree, like trying to choke me and shit. Creepy clown doll staring at me when I'm trying to sleep. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, why would you ever, why would you do, would you do, I wouldn't buy a human skull, period. Like, I don't know, I'm weird, I'm superstitious, so, you know, and I guess sometimes when you're dumb, you know, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll take that skull. Yeah, 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 anyway. The, I mean, I'm limited to buying skulls at, like, the dollar store and Target and shit at Halloween time, so that's where I get my skulls. Anyway, um, you know, Miller, this guy, Harry Miller, or, I'm sorry, uh, Chief Crazy Thunder, uh, named the area Two Guns. And now that was an homage. That's how Two Guns got its name. It was an homage to a silent movie actor named William Two Guns Hart. He was like a, a Western movie dude, right? A cowboy dude. Um, so, uh, you know, here's where the curse starts to kick in a little bit. Uh, in 1926, Earl Cundiff and Miller, or sorry, again, you know, Chief Crazy Thunder, got into an argument about the lease. I don't know if, you know, Chief Crazy Thunder didn't appreciate the agreement that they had or whatever. And so Chief Crazy Thunder shot and killed Earl Cundiff. Hmm. Oh, and then he was acquitted. I mean, literally stood there in front of the dude's wife and fucking plugged him. Boom. Pow. Dead. Oh, okay. Goes to court for it. They're like, oh, I'm not guilty. No, like, and I'm sure the wife was there and yeah, there wasn't a lot of info about this that I could find. I'm sure the wife's going, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He killed him in cold blood, and you guys are letting him off. He probably had pull with local authorities or something. Who knows, you know? So what the fuck? So the guy who leased him this land gets shot by him, and then he gets off scot-free. Why? Well, I guess he wasn't too cursed. Or was he? Oh, hold on. Uh, in 1929, Chief Crazy Thunder's store burnt down. Then... Louise Cundiff, you know, the wife of uh, Earl Cundiff, which, who stuck around two guns for some reason after this asshole killed her husband. I, I, that was in 1926. That was She stuck around for like three years after this. Maybe they were having an affair. I don't know. There, was no, there wasn't really any info on that. I would suspect something like that was going on. Fuck, I, don't, I have no idea. Um, she had built a new store, you know, but, on the area where the original store burnt down, I guess. So, okay. Well, meanwhile, also chief crazy thunder got attacked and severely fucked up by a couple of his mountain lions that he had in his little zoo. Uh, the lynx attacked him as well. 
and the heel monster bit him on the arm. And for six months, the dude walked around with an arm that was like three times bigger than it was supposed to be from the poison of the heel monster's bite. And back then, you know, in the 1929-ish times, I guess hospitals and all that shit wasn't too good. Um, yeah, so he got he's got pretty fucked up. Uh, eventually he took off. He goes, you know what? I've had enough of this place, man. I'm like getting my ass handed to me left and right. It's like, well, you got away with murder there. I don't know. Maybe, you know, the Apaches in the Apache death cave were pissed at you for selling their skulls off from their extremely misfortunate accident. Um, accident. I'm sorry. No, the Navajo killed them on purposefully. I'm sorry. Maybe it's some weird revenge from beyond the grave and justice for him killing this dude. I don't know. I don't know. So he bailed. So, you know, Louise kind of stuck around, though. Uh, but then Route 66 moved. So this lady, she kind of, she took, had to move her whole store and gas station and operation, like, up the road a ways to where it was accessible because they completely bypassed two guns. This isn't the first time it happened. Um, so she sold it off in the fifties. I guess she was tired of like dealing with it. So she sold it, uh, didn't do too good. I guess in the sixties, a guy named Benjamin Dreher, um, bought the whole area from her. He built a gas station, a gift shop, another zoo, and gave tours down to the Apache death cave. Um, his whole shooting match there, uh, two guns, Arizona burned down in 1971. So yeah, it, this, has like a pretty bad vibe to it. Like nothing seems to very last very long out there, uh, which is really weird. I mean, it, what there is out there now, like there's a KOA campground. Now that keep in mind, now the the forty is kind of Route sixty six in some ways, in a lot of places. You know, it weaves around and kind of bypasses it here and there, like back in Oatman and stuff like that. But um, the 40, I mean, this place is direct. You can see it from the 40. It's directly off the 40, no more than like a quarter mile off the road. So it's a great place for like a rest stop or, you know, or whatever. Hey, uh, let's get some gas. Like I said, it's about 30 miles outside of Flagstaff. And then it's still another maybe 30 miles or so to Winslow. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is a good. There's also the giant meteor crater is like just north of this place. Um, so it's a really good spot to have like a little, you know, gas station and, uh, you know, apparently a zoo with wild animals that'll bite your ass if you're, um, a piece of shit. So, yeah. So this guy's, you know, his thing burned down in 71. There's a, a KOA campground they built there that shut down an old gas station. Uh, there's a really old concrete bridge. That's part of old, old route 66 that goes right through Canyon Diablo right there. And, um, that's like been listed as unsafe. Don't you, you can walk on it. They're like, don't drive on it. Cause it'll fucking collapse into this Canyon. And I bet that probably would happen at this place. I all bets are off. I in my mind when it comes to two guns. Um, yeah. So that's about all as far as the history of the place goes. Um, you know, it's a pretty good story. Like I can't believe that that, Chief Crazy Nucket, fucking Chief Crazy Buckets or whatever the fuck his name was, um, got away with murder there and then just ended up, those animals just fucked him up and all his shit burnt down and off he goes. So it, the the main thing, this is the thing, um, 
when we pulled up there, I go, oh, how cool. Oh, this place is really cool. Crazy. Oh, there's like buildings over there. Gnarly. Okay. All right. Let's go walk around and check it out. There are big open holes in the ground, like all over the place. Like there were never any mines out there that I know of, but dude, it's, you know, it's part of kind of the edge of this canyon system. Um, it's not a very safe place to walk around, especially not with like a six-year-old kid who's fairly adventurous. I mean, he's throwing rocks down into these holes where you could not hear the rock hit the bottom. That's how deep they were. Like, oh, fuck me. So, you know, I was on my guard the whole time we were there thinking, oh, okay, you know, my kid goes in. I'm going in after him for sure. So I was like on him, had him in a death grip by his arm. You know, anytime we got anywhere near what could possibly be like a crevasse or something like that, uh, that besides that, besides being on edge because of that, I got the like the creepiest feeling, one of the creepiest feelings of my life. Anytime we were near an old building or near the Apache Death Cave or anything like that, like like I did not feel like I was welcome there. Now, I don't think that I have a lot like the psychic ability or anything like that, yada, yada, whatever. I don't think that. I just think, you know, there's no electricity out there, so you can't blame the electromagnetic bullshit that the ghost hunters talk about, you know, like, oh, the... You know, the fucking ghostometer is going off the hook right now. Well, there's no electricity out there, so there's no way that was making me feel creeped out. I was a little worried about the kid, of course, because there are these giant holes in the ground all over the place. But I'm telling you, like, I did not feel easy at all. And the curse part, the interesting thing is, that night, neither my wife nor I, we drove on, we went to Mesa Verde National Park, which is about, like, five hours away from this place, and stayed in a really nice lodge at the park and all this. And we did not sleep. I mean, we probably slept like three or four hours. It's like, I don't know, was that part of the curse? You know, just these bad vibes coming down the road with us. I don't know, man. You know, I'll leave that up to you. But I think the spirits are goddamn restless at Two Guns, Arizona. I would not advise going there. And I'm totally serious because I do think that place is cursed. I've had some kind of fucked up things happen to me since then. I'm not going to go into details, but, um, you know, there's been some things that happened to make me go, God damn it, it's ever since I've been there. Or maybe it's just, uh, you know, life in general kicking me while I'm down or something. I don't know, whatever. Things aren't that bad. Things are actually okay. So that's, uh, that's the state of Bob, okay? So, yeah, Two Guns, creepy place. I hope you enjoyed my little story of Two Guns. It was rather spooky, wasn't it? Well, I hope it was a good start to Bobtober, is what I should say, and the rest of the Halloween season as it commences. Uh, did a whole redesign of my garage studio area. I'm not done with it yet, and that's probably how I got sick, breathing all the dust and crap. So next time I have some bands in here talking to some people about some things, it's going to sound a lot better, I think. Good things coming down the road for me, for sure. I posted the schedule online uh, and on the website for all of o- the month of October, all the things I'm going to carry, carry. Oh, yeah. It's like I want to party with Bob.com as a store. Well, I have shirts for sale. Ho, ho, by the way. I do have buttons and stickers. Send me an email. I'll send you some stickers and buttons for free. I'm not going to charge you for that. Shouldn't buy my shirts. I only have a couple sizes left, like one small and a bunch of extra larges and a couple larges. But, anyways, buy one if you'd like. I would ask, uh, you know, if you would, if you do enjoy this podcast, subscribe to me. On whatever format you listen to, give me a review, give me a rating, and uh, keep it honest. I hope you enjoy it. I do enjoy talking, uh, obviously. Talk a lot, don't I? Um, 
what's coming up next is a song from Robot Repair, and the song is called Worthless. There'll be a Bandcamp link on the website. Check them out. Super nice dudes. Super, super cool. Easy to uh, deal with. Easy to listen to. That's what I aim for. So that was a fairly short podcast. You know, spooky enough for you. That was spooky for me. So uh, I appreciate listening. Uh, check us out next week where we're going to talk about Disneyland's Haunted Mansion, one of my favorite things to talk about and think about and, and ride on. Except for when they changed the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Not super stoked about that, but we'll get to that on the other podcast. So, okay, here's Robot Repair. Song's called Worthless. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a great night.